always got questions, he's got answers. Even though he may not understand, he'll talk anyway. He got problems, he won't solve them. But he'll talk and talk and talk until he's blue in the face. Science, faith, and life. Well, what do you know? My podcast microphone still works. Hey, everyone. Uh, it's Science Mike here. Just wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and a Happy Holidays if you don't practice Christmas. It's been a while since we've talked. Quite a while, actually, uh, to the point I've gotten a few emails. Let's see, November 6th was the last time I released an Ask Science Mike. So... Uh, it's been over a month and a lot of dead air. What has happened? Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, a lot of things have happened. Uh, it's a weird season for me. Falls are always really busy with travel, and it's hard to get the podcast done. Easier when my events are Ask Science Mike Live, but there weren't that many of those this fall. So a demanding travel schedule. I am working on you know wrapping up my second book. If you haven't heard, it's called You Wondrous You, and it'll be coming out uh, a year from, you know, next month. <laughs> so it's quite a while out, uh, but I'm finishing up and I'm really excited about it. Uh, but usually I would still have the podcast going, even with those kind of things. Uh, and yet here we are with a really low production. Ask Science Mike here. I don't have any questions that I'm answering other than the big question. Science Mike, where have you been? Uh, if you've been listening to the Liturgist podcast when it comes out, uh, I've still been over there, and we've been keeping the Alien and the Robot going, which is our patron-only liturgist podcast. But this hasn't just been a busy season for me in traveling. This hasn't just been a busy season for me in book writing. I've been going through what I've kind of been thinking of as a second wave personal transformation. What do I mean by a second wave? Well, the first transformation I went through was becoming an atheist. And then returning to some form of mystical faith and kind of losing one community and moving away from one city and moving to another. I'd lived in Tallahassee, Florida my whole life, and now I live in Los Angeles. I'd never had a transition like that ever in my life. And there was a period of, of stress and upheaval in that transformation and that transition. And then I got to a place where things felt good and felt normal. What what did that look like? Well, I was a full-time author and a podcaster, and I didn't have to be terrified about paying my bills doing that anymore. At first, it was very scary. I mainly uh, lived off my savings that I built up in an advertising career when I first became Science Mike. And then I hit this period where um, I, I got into a groove of being an author and a podcaster and a speaker and and relating to all of you as an audience. And it was great. It really was great and is still great. This is not a farewell episode of Ask Science Mike, by the way. I'm not leaving the liturgist either. I could kind of hear some of those pulses quickening on subways and in gyms all over the country as people listen to me talk here. And I don't want to give you a bad impression about where this is going. This is where I've been for the last few weeks, six weeks, whatever it's been. Eight weeks. I don't know. I'm not good with weeks. But it was good. And I moved to Los Angeles and I've got friends out here. Kind of found a new life for me and my family across the country from where I grew up and in a different cultural context, right? Uh, 
if there's anything that's true about my life, it's that um, I'm not an evangelical church insider anymore <laughs> by any any stretch of the imagination. But it felt good. It felt great. Then I got settled in and I thought, okay, this is it. We just ride this out uh, for the next 10 to 50 years, however long this this vibe can keep happening. And I just want to do this forever. Um, because there's this thing that happens when we go through growth and we go through transformation. It's difficult and we want a new place to settle. We want a new thing that's normal. And I thought I had found that. Uh, and then something terrible happened, my friends. Something really awful happened. My work kept growing. This thing I do as Science Mike and the stuff I do with the liturgists, it keeps getting bigger. So usually when I go into a room to talk to people, it's at capacity. It's not always, but very often, probably 80% of the time or more, every seat in the room that can have a person in it has a person in it. Now, that sounds wonderful, doesn't it? And in many ways, it is. Um, but it also means a lot of people uh, would like to see me and were unable to when you hit room capacity. It also means the reason so many people are in the room is because many, many more people, a, a m- multiple times of people are listening to me when I talk on the internet. So hundreds of thousands of people listen every week to Ask Science Mike and to the Liturgist podcast. Every week, hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions. In just a week, millions of people in just a week. And that generates, boy, a lot of weird stuff. It, it really does. So here's what I mean. Uh, when I first started podcasting, it was an audience of thousands of people. And when you have an audience of thousands of people, most people listen to most episodes and they follow your work over an arc or a journey. And it's wonderful having that relationship with people. But when the work gets bigger and friends tell their friends and their friends tell their friends and their friends tell their friends, some people come in and hear one episode of your work completely out of context of your larger body of work and then respond to that in some ways. That could be talking about it on social media. That could be looking up my contact information and sending me an email or or mailing me a letter. And boy, people mail me a lot of letters. And what I begin to become aware of, gosh, is just how much I think of all of you. I know it's weird to hear my voice in your ears and to know that for the for most of you, we've never met. I've never seen your face. And yet I think so fondly of you. Uh, I realize that there's frequently things I tell you that I tell no one else. It's easier for me to talk to you about my life and my feelings and what I'm going through in many cases than it is for me to talk to my wife or, or my very close friends. I often say things on stage in the room with you I've never told anyone because I know the reason you follow my work is in some way you suffer too in some way. You feel lonely or rejected or lost or confused. And so we have this solidarity together, you and I. And at first, that's how it all was. But as the work has grown, 
uh, the chorus of people who don't like what I'm doing has grown. It is still a tiny, tiny fraction of the messages that I receive in total. A tiny fraction of the messages I receive in total. But it's now thousands of messages telling me that my work is in some way hurting someone or in some way doing harm. And I don't have the psychology equipped to cope with that well. So so what what our work together has been is I'm kind of honest and vulnerable and open with all of you in a way that many of my friends who do public work say is not healthy. And so what I've learned is as I tried to process all of the feedback I got from the public, it was becoming very destructive to my personal mental health. Uh, I started having some thoughts of suicide. I started struggling with some pretty severe depression. My friend and colleague, Hillary McBride, who's a co-host on the Liturgist podcast and also a licensed psychotherapist, encouraged me based on some observations to seek out a trauma therapist, and she actually recommended one in particular. And I started seeing this therapist, and together we have learned that I have yet more transforming to do. Um, and this is what I mean by it's been, a, it's been a busy year. Forget all the travel dates and forget writing a book. This year, let's see, I've learned that I am an adult with autism spectrum disorder, something I never knew in my life that seems rather obvious in hindsight. Uh, this year, for the first time, I told anyone, and, and I've actually told all of you at the same time, that I'm a survivor of sexual assault. And now I have learned uh, that I also, <laughs> part of the reason I have so much difficulty with public feedback and the idea of hurting people is uh, I have PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, I was very skeptical of that. Um, and I'll, I'll have more stories to share about that in the future as I process it. It's too fresh right now for me to go through it in a way that would necessarily be super helpful for you. Uh, but what I wanted to do is explain where I've been. Where I've been is trying to get emotionally healthy enough to continue to do this work in a way that helps you and is sustainable for me. So that's why there's been no episodes of Ask Science Mike. That's why, although I've been on the Liturgist podcast, I've been much, much more quiet than I have been historically. I've been wrestling with a lot of things in my heart and in my feelings. Now, why tell you that right now? Well, one, you asked, and the highest value I hold on this podcast, on Ask Science Mike, is to honor your questions with sincerity, dignity, and honesty. So where have I been? in trauma therapy, working through PTSD. But I do care about you. And I do care about not just sharing for my sake. In many cases, it's, it would be easier right now not to share at all. But this is a hard time of year for many people. It really is. You know, the statistics tell us that 
the idea that people are uniquely depressed at Christmas is, is probably not true. We become more aware of it. We talk about it more in some ways. Uh, but people right now, uh, if you're estranged from your family, that's especially poignant. If because of something in your life, your family doesn't want to be around or your family is really toxic or dysfunctional, that is really present for you right now. If you have been exiled from a community of some kind, as so many of us who've gone through faith transitions know all too well, this is a very difficult time. And so the reason I tell you that right now I'm going through some of the most intense emotional hardships of my adult life is for those of you who are as well and who are wondering if it's just you. No, my friend, it is not just you. It is not just you. Something I've learned recently going through trauma therapy is there are some specific experiences in my life that are strongly associated with tinsel on a Christmas tree, lights, and Christmas carols that are responsible for this emotional baggage I've buried so deep down inside of myself. I've always been a bah humbug kind of person. And I thought that was because I was more of an Easter person theologically, but I'm learning that it's actually the result of traumatic experiences. So when I say I wish you a Merry Christmas, I don't wish you that superficially. What I mean is that if you are surrounded by friends and family and community, that you take this season to relish that, to celebrate that, and connect with those people in a way that you never have before. But if you find yourself some way in pain or in exile, my Christmas wish for you is that you would know, in fact, you are not alone and that you would be able to find a chosen family and a supportive community that can know you and can love you where you are today. That's it. That's what this episode is about. Lonely souls uh, maybe being just a little less lonely. It actually feels good to hit record on this again. I, I'm gonna. My goal. Um, I can't promise it, but it's gonna be my goal is after the new year to return with some normal Ask Science Bank episodes with your questions and my best researched answers. We'll get we'll get that going again in January, uh, if not January, certainly in February. Uh, in the meantime, there's two things I'd like to tell you about uh, very much. And the reason I want to tell you is because <laughs> uh, the rooms I go to are so frequently sold out. So if you want to see me, I'd like for you to have that opportunity. I'd rather you, my listeners here, get the first chance to see me when I travel. So um, I'm putting on an event with a Homebrewed Christianity and the Rewilder podcast called The Cosmic Campfire. Some of you joined us for our book club. And that's going to be like a deep conversation about science and faith and philosophy 
deep ecology, cosmic origins, human evolution, and personal transformation with an incredible lineup of thinkers and contributors. And that is going to be February 1st and 2nd in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. You can go to cosmiccampfire.party. That's that's real, cosmiccampfire.party to learn more about that. And then February 10th in Atlanta, I'm going to be part of something called Theo Ed. And that's going to be, uh, you know, kind of a TED style presentation of some ideas. Who will be there? Well, I'll be there. Diana Butler Bass will be there. Pete Enns will be there. And Patrick Reyes will be there. So that's a pretty amazing lineup that I'm a little surprised that I am on. And right now you can use the code EARLYBIRD for a discount when you register. So those are two things coming up real soon, which is why I I know it's weird to have such a sincere thing for the first part of the podcast, but this is a su- sincere announcement, if you will, uh, because those things are coming up in January. And I want you, Ask Science Mike listeners, to have the first shot at attending those things. So believe me when I say that I wish you the merriest of Christmas seasons and a truly happy new year. And I'll talk to you in 2019.